Welcome to The Artist Speaks. I am your host, Crystal Bunch, music director here at KZMU, and The Artist Speaks is your weekly show featuring interviews from musicians of all genres, walks of life, and from locations around the world. We dive deep into their production processes, their muse, and their goals, and so much more. The interview today will be accompanied by tracks from their current projects. Enjoy, and thank you for tuning in to KZMU Moab. Got it. This is Crystal Bunch, the music director here at KZMU, and today on The Artist Speaks, we have MD McNally, and that's the band name that you go by. Is that your, your name, too? Nobody calls me that. Nobody? Okay, perfect. But what do they call you? If you don't they, call me, they call me Mike. You can call me okay. Mike. It was one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, and um, we have Bon Iver here. And okay. it's it's a very fancy, uh, and he, he's a brilliant artist, but I couldn't come up with anything that that um, that sexy. So I just went with <laughs> initials and and name, and um, and that's 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 who I am. Well, and I like it, it sort of goes to figure because there's not I'm not terribly mysterious, so it's a little bit different of a of a thing. Well, I really like that, and I should have asked that before I hit record. <laughs> that's right. We we have Mike here from MD McNally and Mike, your latest EP titled Crimes just dropped a few weeks ago. So that's why we're here. I picked up that EP. I've played some tracks on my show and we're here to basically let the KZMU listening audience know who you are, what you're doing and maybe kind of where you're going from here and a little bit about your musical journey. Um, this album, this EP was a follow-up to your debut solo LP, The Marvelous. And in the bio you sent me, it seems that those two releases are a little different. So I definitely want to get into that because I am not familiar with the first the LP. So I'd really like to know. Um, other than that, based in Wisconsin. And yeah, so what we're going to start with is what age were you when you were like, I want to be a musician? It's one of my earliest memories. Um, if you, I have <clears throat> four older brothers and sisters, and uh, they were very much uh, listening to music in the late seventies and eighties. Um, I was born in in seventy nine. Don't tell your listeners. Um, but uh, so so I, when I was a little boy, it was you know the early eighties. You know, ET was was my thing. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, you had this incredible mix of styles that were coming together into you know what a lot of people fondly refer to as an 80s sound you had you had new wave um you had you know sort of classic country type stuff um you also had you know bluegrass uh, another bluegrass round you had you had you had punk um uh and a big influence on me was like the quote-unquote world music so when I listen to, when I think about Paul Simon, even now, I think about Graceland. And when I think about Peter Gabriel, I think about So. I don't think about Genesis. I don't think about Simon and Garfunkel. And so those those records had a really big impact on me. In addition to what, you know, my, my parents weren't that into music. They were more into making sure that the five kids uh, were safe and everything like that. But my dad had, um, you know, Clancy Brothers, uh, Irish folk, that kind of stuff um, that we listened to all the time. And so, you know, it was those kinds of things. And so, so when did I really want to play music? It's, it's as early as I can remember. My, my brother had this mixtape. Um, the first track was I Had the Tiger. Uh, <laughs> it had, it had the police on it. It had Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. It had, um, it had Jake Isles band. And, and, you know, I used to jump around. He, he, to get me excited, he'd make a, um, 
uh, like a microphone out of out of aluminum foil so that I could sing into it and and jump around. So it was one of those, you know, fantasy little boy things that you just you you want to be in a band. You feel it so deeply that uh not little, just a little boy, a little a little kid thing where you yeah. feel it so deeply and 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 it just feels so visceral and um it's tied so tightly to to who I am and and what I love about music in general um that it's it's one of those very early influences and I was it was cool because there was there's a pretty big variety on the on the tape um I wish I had it in front of me I still have it it's around somewhere um uh, and the track listing and everything I think there was there was definitely a song toward the end that I skipped um there was I don't know if it was like foreigner or who it was but it wasn't I knew very early on I, I guess I guess the point being is that very early on I had scruples about what I what I wanted to hear and why, and you know, tastes change, but there's certain things that that can you know grind your gears as an artist that you know you don't like, mm-hmm. and uh, that you know it's it's funny how if I reflect on that, you know, that kind of like development piece. So yeah, oh. it's 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 one of my earliest memories, and I didn't start playing music until a little bit later, fiddling with piano at my grandma's house or um, doing that kind of thing. I, I think I took up saxophone for a while. Um, until settling on on guitar and, and strings, um, you know, when I was 10, 12 years old, something like that. So you've been at it for quite some time and you've obviously been working to perfect that. And we talked a little bit off of the recording about how you're making music, you're a dad, that's number one, uh, but you have these things that you are releasing and you're playing these small venues and you're getting out there and that's just so awesome, um, especially because you are in in the Midwest. It just seems like all down from the top to the bottom, there's so many amazing festivals and venues and things. So even without branching out and touring, there's so much there. Um, I don't want to really call it a music capital because in my mind that immediately goes to Nashville, but that's in that line. So there's so much for you out there in that area that you're doing. Um, going back to the Crimes EP, how would you describe that album to a potential listener if they weren't familiar with your sound? Sure. So I think Crimes, you know, what's interesting about Crimes is that the um, the first record, The Marvelous, was is 14 tracks. Um, and it, it's got tracks that I had written long, long time ago that I, that I kind of brought back and, and, and rewritten or, or did, did significant changes to, because I had access to some tools for the first time that made these tracks feel 3d to me. So these old songs I could overdub and play with recording techniques and make it sound like I had originally had envisioned them when I wrote them as a basically a, a, you know, a a sluggish touring pub musician playing solo acoustic shows or dual acoustic shows or small venues. They never really caught that three-dimensional feel that I'd always felt in my heart when I wrote them, you know, hearing the drums and the the, the bass and and other components of it. Um, It didn't, they never soared for me. And so I brought a couple of those forward. And then when I kind of started recording those and making demos, all this other stuff just started to pour out. And that was after a pretty long hiatus of making music, maybe 15, 16 years where I was playing, but I wasn't playing with purpose. I wasn't creating. I definitely wasn't creating. And, and it stemmed from the fact that when I was trying to make it as a songwriter earlier in my life, I didn't. And um, and I just felt that I needed to turn 
attention to, you know, my own, you know, when you don't make it, you don't make it, you don't make it, you kind of need to, well, I needed to turn attention inward and, and figure out my mental health and figure out what I needed to do to, um, to be the kind of person I wanted to be and not be a, afraid that I wasn't going to make it or afraid that the art wasn't any good or whatever. And so I just, I went into a different kind of career and, um, but returning to music uh, and feeling it again and having things flow out again, um, having songs feel like they're writing themselves, having having all that that energy come back, um, just I couldn't turn it off and and I didn't want to turn it off and I didn't need to turn it off. And and because there was no inherent pressure of make it or or you're a broken person, um, that that kind of pressure was gone. And it became fun because I was able to record things and then go into the studio and and. I mean, had a great time playing my my own bass lines and then hiring a, a drummer who turns out to be a friend and 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 having that just pop out and be such a fun experience. It's just it's so fun being in a production like that. And so the the marvelous um, all those tracks, you know, came together and and we we it took a while for them to come out. Um, I think first records take a while. Uh, and while I was waiting, while we were mixing, while we were doing other stuff, I just kept writing, kept recording. And several of the tracks, maybe two or three of the tracks on Crimes, there's almost no division between when I stopped writing stuff for The Marvelous and recording it and what I recorded for Crimes. But there's a very big difference in um, from everybody else, even my wife. My wife's like, you know, it, it feels not in so many words, but she said it felt less experimental. Okay. Um, I think she said, you, you don't sound like you're screwing around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think what she meant was, you know, on, on the marvelous, it was just so, it was so freeing to, to test these different things. And it's, it's a good, I love it. I still listen to it. I, I don't listen to it, but like when I hear the songs from the mar I'm not like, Ooh, that was, that was then. And I'm not that person anymore. I'm too old for that. You know, it's like, I, I still like those songs. I still perform them. They're, they're still a part of me. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I did a good job there. That was, that was good. I don't listen to it, you know, but but my, my kids do and you know they call it off friends listen to it and I'm proud of it um but there's there's a difference probably because of what I learned in my approach to those early recordings these earlier recordings not only of how the stuff works how the equipment works how how but also how you know uh I don't want to call it garbage in garbage out but because it's it's much more complicated than that when you when you put your voice in or you put your guitars in or you put an idea into the machine, um, it can come out in ways that are unpredictable and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I started to become more comfortable with that idea so that whatever I was going to express and however it was going to go into the machine, the recording equipment, everything else, the way it came out was true. Um, it, it's how, you know, it's, and that's what I was going for. I was going for, you know, I'm not a purist as far as like, everything has to be live and everything has to be one take, like, forget it. I want it to sound good to me. Like, you know, I want to, I want to do the best I can, but I want it to be the best of me. Um, and so, so with crimes, these, there were actually a lot more songs to choose from. And I still have a, a pretty big back catalog of stuff. I want to re release later this year in a full LP if I can um, budget permitting, but these five songs on crimes um, just sort of had this sticky feel to each other. They, they seemed connected in some way. Going back to your original question, and feel free to edit this all no. out in post production. No, I love it. No, this it's been is 20 minutes since you asked your question, and I'm, I'm just no, getting around this, to it now. But this is what it's about. That's why the show yeah. is called The Artist Speaks, because yeah. we would hear from you. And all of that is <laughs> not editing it out. 
All right, all right. So where was I? Uh, I gotta turn the page here. So for for crimes, how would I explain it? I would say that um, there's a progression. It's not it's not an intentional progression that I'm trying to lead you anywhere, but it's it's a progression through my wheelhouse, I think, um, or my wheelhouse at that snapshot. So there's this like the opening track is called Crimes. It's where the EP gets its name, and it's it's a finger style um folky type song and I, I produce everything myself i write everything myself um but for this particular track uh th my, the engineer that i've dumb lucked my way into having work on my stuff ian olvera he he tours right now with lucinda williams doing her i think front of house sound oh, um, and he's a very talented he can produce he can do everything he's a great songwriter uh performer but i gave him production credit on uh producer credit on this as well because he he put in this pulse, this pulsing that it wasn't there before. And that when I heard it, it almost brought me to tears because it was, it was as if I finally had someone who, who, who took something that was mine and, and brought it up to the next level. I don't depend on that. I what's been nice about writing this stuff myself and not relying on bandmates and co-writers is that I can't look to my right and say, Can you make this any better? Because there's nobody sitting there. It's yeah. this is the best that I can do um and and amen you know that's that's how it's going to sound and it's you know if all else fails it's still me yeah. um, and it's still true for crimes but um he he put in this um this kick drum and some other stuff that are the, the drummer we brought in for the session Devin Droka who's um a drummer for a, a fantastic band out of the midwest that you should check out called Field Report um okay. they've been around for a while and it's, it Field Report is really a project for a gentleman named Chris Porterfield and he um a very talented pedal steel player, songwriter, wonderful voice. Um, but he's got a night, like a super band together that plays around and Devin agreed to play on the recording and um, just knocked it out. But I don't even really remember recording this song. I think initially I said I didn't, I didn't want anything on it. Um, so I'm not sure where if Ian sampled something from a different recording session that, that Devin, it was definitely Devin. Um, yeah. But he put it in there. He's like, just see how you feel about this. I was just feeling it one night and I said, oh my gosh, it, like it was... <laughs> It blew me away. Um, and so that became Crimes. As you progress through the EP, um, right away after Crimes, you're hit with a song called Upon Arrival. And Upon Arrival um, sounds very little. It has very little to do with the musicality in Crimes other than, I, from what I gather, people feel like, well, it's definitely the same artist. But it just, to me, sounds totally different. It's, it's electric guitar. It's gritty. Mm -hmm. Um, it's thumping, it's, um, you know, very, um, it's, it's methodical in its pace, uh, but it's, it builds and, and there's, you know, uh, a guitar solo that I absolutely love, um, that, that sort of, it's, it's not a, a virtue. I'm not a virtuoso by any stretch of the imagination, but it's kind of one of those, like, just, it's just growling, um, sort of melodic solos and I don't want it to belabor it. So I, you know, it doesn't last super long, but it's got all the, it's got different elements that I absolutely love. It's got the rock and roll feel. It's got, it's, it's got a, a rolling pace. It's, um, it's gritty. Like I said, there's soaring vocals, there's harmonies. Um, it's emotional without being emo. Um, so it's, it's sort of like, you know, a different thing that I absolutely love that's within this song. So you have this sort of like folk, folk type piece, songwriter, singer, songwriter piece that's expressive in its own way. And then this next one, that's a different animal, but it's, it's also big and expressive in its own right. Yeah. Um, and then the next track, 
sort of goes in a different direction. It, it, it follows more of the thread of, as I was saying, I don't remember if I was saying it just now. Yeah, I guess I was saying it earlier, the, the world beat kind of, kind of thing. I, you know, the, the guitar players on something like, something like Graceland, the, the, the fellows from, I don't know if they were from West Africa, but the brilliance of, of that guitar technique always had a profound impact on me. And I'm not saying that it sounds like that, but I am saying that, you know, when I came up with the little guitar lines, I definitely remembered them and thought about them and thought, man, if I could only ever capture that tone or make that feel a certain way. And um, it's just kind of flavored in there. And, and so that's called turning on the light. And that's got, you know, it's almost like a mix between that sort of worldy type thing, but it's also got some twang in it um, and some some high and low, some guitar lines and um, and uh yeah, so it's it's a different thing, and and um, the following track, which is called uh, "Villain Within," is definitely more of the of the twangy, slow. I don't even know. I, I don't even if I can call it country because I'm not using a country voice. I don't think any country singer would, in their right mind would pick it up as a song. But to me, it's like a like you're on you're. It's like a road song. It's like you're just driving. You're driving with it. No, if any of these songs work at all they should work while you're driving yes you know it's like sorry yeah. i didn't mean to interrupt you i i would definitely describe it maybe not as country as you're saying but like an alt country yeah like and more rock but it has that swing to it in my yeah, opinion yeah and, and you know those those roots for me go back to oh i don't know you know grand parsons but probably probably even earlier in my musical memory is, you know, Uncle Tupelo or, you know, the early Sunbolt and, and Wilco projects. I still like all those bands. And, but it's that, you know, that era um, that was really, really captivating for me. Um, that, that twanginess without being, without being cardboard and, and, and cookie cutter and um, pop. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final track is, is, you know, basically a waltz um and uh it's it's most i think it's all acoustic and um you know i'm I'm trying to think of of kind of where that came from i know where it came from emotionally it came from um uh this is harder to talk about but it it came from it came from um seeing uh the events unfold in ukraine Hmm. and um in the in the very beginning and seeing the children saying goodbye to their parents or being loaded onto buses and you know we're whatever has happened in the last five, six years, we're still, there's no way to disconnect us from globalism, Correct. which means that those kids are wearing the same coats and boots from Amazon or Target or whatever their supplier is that, that my kids are. Yeah. And I could have sworn I saw, you know, the same coat that my child was wearing, you know, and so it was, it was, it was devastating in its own right. And then it was, you know, challenging in its own right, because um, uh, at a time when, when um, a lot of people in the in the white community are considering, you know, how their place in the world, um, their, their perception of their place in the world, you know, where's my, where's where's the um, the heartache for other countries that aren't, you know, where the kids don't look like my kids, you know, and it's there, it just yeah. isn't as visceral, visceral, and so you know that was really challenging for me to think about too, and I don't know the answers, I don't have the solutions, but um, I made that song and um just really tried to try to focus on on the beauty of of kids and uh and just sort of built 
a melody around it and, and it just kind of came it just kind of came out and that's how it that's how it came out well, came out in a waltz i don't know why it came out in a waltz no, i did. like yeah <laughs> i like that's one of my favorites and my other favorite like probably the one i like the most is upon arrival and i i don't I don't know why. I don't have a reason, but that's definitely one of the ones that I really care for on the album. Um, so before we end all of this, thank you so much for taking us down those tracks and giving us that deep dive into your perspective. Um, I love hearing what the songwriters were thinking, doing, and how those songs came about, the production of the EPs and the LPs. Is, it's, it's amazing. That's why that's why I host the show is to be able to let you guys get that story out. Because I think sometimes we, any, anyone can pick something up and put it in a CD player, or now we're back to vinyl again, or MP3s or streaming or any of that. But like, it means so much. Like I as well am right around your age. And I remember growing up and we didn't have music at our fingertips mm. we would, we went to the cd store and i don't even remember how i even knew what was coming out probably magazines and we got it and we read the lyrics we memorized the lyrics and that was our deep dive into it it was the articles in rolling stone or hit parader or all of those I mean, how many times, how many times did you read the liner notes thinking that you're going to pick up something different? I mean, you look at every last thing and you look at the artist's faces and you'd say, I mean, now there's just, you can find out anything you want and how to play the songs. Not that it's usually right on YouTube, but there's, there's so many more resources. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, I don't think it makes, you know, it's, it's harder. I think it's harder to find stuff that you really connect with. And so to, to, to know that you know that you connect with at least one of those tunes is it just means the world to me so thank you well, for thank picking you. it up and listening to it and yeah not a problem and i, I really appreciate yeah, it like i said too like having the artist have that gratitude means a lot to me as well because you know my job is to go through this music and i spend a lot of hours a week going through music so when i something catches me and it's in our library and then to have that response back it's a full circle and it's really well you know I, an artist like me i mean i hear a lot of no's you know Aww. it's like my my so well you know it's like my social media game is pretty weak like it doesn't my my instagram feed isn't like so you know you get <laughs> a lot less hits it's just like you know it's <laughs> you do what you can but at the end of the day all i got is my music and my my sparkling personality and you know if someone if someone with your taste and and your appreciation is into it then I did something right, you know, and everything else began. Yeah. You know, music is really important to us as a whole, especially with the world and the state that it seems to be in and we need it. So, you know, you as a musician are doing your part for that. Um, but before we get off here, I have lightning yes. round questions. because Excellent. Okay. I'm good at history. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking. I suck at that. Oh, I can't. I can't pick the category. All right. All right. Go on. <laughs> no. Okay, when you're playing a venue, indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Uh, only, only, can I say why? Yeah. Because I'm not big enough to play an outdoor venue with like a real sound system. So anytime I do it, it's not, you know, can't hear, sounds terrible. <laughs> Sorry, beep. It's all right, I'll beep it out. So indoor is more controllable at my level. Uh, okay. But I would love to play an outdoor festival. My, my, Green big. You're finding me. I'm not hard to find people. I'm here. <laughs> I will make sure that the links for how to find you are in this when I post it. 
All right, next question. Guilty pleasure album. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 38 special. Which one? Um, whatever one has hold on loosely. It's the one with the dice, right? Uh, yeah. That's bad yeah. company. Uh, anyway, next question. Okay. <laughs> Are you, are you googling it? Because we're gonna need. No, to know. you know what? It's that one or or Huey Lewis and the News Sports. Okay, awesome, perfect. Next question: If you had one person alive or dead that you could collaborate with, who would it be? That's a good one. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, collaboration, huh? Oof. this one um, gets everybody yeah um we can just skip if you want no <laughs> i mean it, you can like you'll be able to edit this right yeah like, absolutely. Have a huge pause all right let me think let me just give it let me give it some thought yeah, yeah. jerry garcia yes it's, you know what that's funny because I, I don't care yeah i mean it's like jerry garcia's rat the 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 dead I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I played their songs. Like I'm not, I'm not worshiping them, but the, the kind of person I've understood them to be and the way everybody that we're in his inner circles, you know, talk about him and, and his depth of knowledge of, of music and, and feel, I mean, yeah, Jerry Garcia. Perfect. I love it. And last one, when, if you could play any venue or festival, what's your dream venue or festival? Um, so I'm not thinking very big here. Okay, not, that's fine. It's your dream, um, not mine. I think, um, let's see. I bet everybody says Red Rocks. I'm not going to say Red Rocks, though. I actually went to Red Rocks one time in the winter yeah. to just walk around. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, I was, I was slightly intoxicated, and I decided to go. It was, like, in the late morning. So then um, I went out, and, and I wanted to walk the steps. And it was alternating stripes of sunny and shady. And uh -huh. so there had been some melt that then froze in the shade and my feet, I saw my feet, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, you know, when you slip and you see your feet and you're, and you're thinking, mm, this isn't great. You know, on the way down, I slid down a bunch hurt. of steps. Um, so I'm not going to say Red Rocks. I've been there. I've done that. Um, you heard uh, the acoustics as you were like, I did <laughs> all the way down, you know, um, I would, I would say, I would say, um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee. It's not a big venue. It's a it's a really historic old theater. It's got a big chandelier and red velvet seats and like little balconies with um, you know, those roundy things, those around yeah, like an Orpheum, like an old Orpheums. Yeah, exactly. And I want to play that one and I want to play the one that's in your town. If there is one, is there one? Star Hall. What's it called? It's called Star Hall. Star Hall. Yeah, it's not um it's not like a like Orpheum by any means, but it's one of the oldest buildings in town, I believe. Somebody's when I air this will probably tell me I'm wrong. Wherever but, I go, I want to play an old theater like that. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I ever get to go places. Yeah, it's called Star Hall and it's really, really cool. A lot of the musicians that come into town here play at it. Yeah, I like I like things with legacy, with with history, with um whatever reverberations from the past hang around. I have no I have no opinion of that. Um, but I like it. It just, I like places that feel special and yeah. older places where a lot of people have performed, you know, whether it retains any kind of human spirit is up for debate. But um, <laughs> if you're in the moment and you can feel and you feel it and it feels special, then it's, then it's, 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 it's a true, truly nice and, and gratifying experience. And, and hopefully if you 
absorb it and continue if i continue to be the filter of all these things that come out of me musically then then it filters back to to whoever's there and you know so on yeah. and so forth perfect well mike it was a pleasure having you, vir Thank you. virtually chatting with me today virtually um, carrying on and rambling and having no, giant dead spaces where i had to think no, about things it's definitely really nice because sometimes i get interviews and it's like it's you know, like anything you in a conversation, it can be very hard to talk to people. <laughs> so I appreciate that this was not very hard and it was super easy. Um, thank you for your personality. Thank you for your music. Stay connected with me. I, I, I really enjoy it too. And if there's anything I can do for the station or for your show, let me know. Um, yeah, if ever, if ever I, my wanderings take me to Moab, then is that how I say it? I would, just, yeah, yeah. I would love to, to, um, I don't know. What do you drink? Do you drink like a like a weird blended uh, organic thing? I'd love to buy you one of those, <laughs> one of those chunky drinks that you probably drink. Like, but I'm gonna have coffee. I'm gonna have yeah, coffee. this iced coffee. Okay, all right. I'll buy a nice coffee. We'll talk music, Perfect. and awesome. and you can help me get a show at Star Hall. And <laughs> I um, could probably do that. And um and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike, and thank for everybody you. tuning in, listening to this in the future. We are here with Mike from MD, MD McAlley and his latest EP, Crimes, just dropped in February, and there's so much more to come. One more time, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing where you're going next. Oh, thanks so much. I, I can't wait to show you. You just heard The Artist Speaks, your weekly KZMU show hosted by me, Crystal Bunch, music director here at KZMU. You can listen to all archived interviews at kzmu.org. Click on music, scroll down to The Artist Speaks, or by searching KZMU Public Affairs on SoundCloud, Apple, and Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for fresh new music tracks, followed by National Native News at 7 p.m.